It's like the high school after high school. High school after high school is just college <laughs> dropouts. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Hi, it's not the college dropout cast. It's the Media Boat Podcast. We're a podcast that talks about movies, TV, music, and video games. Not always in that order. Every once in a while in that order. It'll be in that order. This is episode 103. It is December the 20th, 2017. I am Mike. Uh, Wait. That's I'm Matt. True. I'm Matt. You're Mike. <laughs> I'm Mike. He's Matt. We have a third person joining us. Hi, Hi. it's Malia. This is Malia. You don't She's... want to confuse you with too many M names, but here we are. Yes. But he... And we're here anyway. Yes. Uh, so she's here because she saw Star Wars and has a very strong opinions on it. I do. I'm sure we all have strong sure opinions. We all... About Apparently the internet has very strong opinions. In different directions, all sorts. Like, I, I, I look forward to having a reasoned debate. But that will be a little bit later. I could first... give you a debate, but I don't think we'll be debating much about this. But first, let's... Uh... But, but, but hey... No, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're getting ahead of ourselves because it's box office. Although, yes, we're going to talk about Star Wars here, too. Your number one movie... Star Wars 2? No. Okay, yeah. Eight, so technically. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> we are a Beatable podcast. Uh, we, we said, said that. that. <laughs> uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube, live streaming, uh, chat with us. Tell us what you thought about... Star Wars and about us. So the first thing we talk about, of course, is the box office number yeah, yeah. from the previous weekend in movies. And, Boom. of course, your number one movie was Star Wars. What? The Last Jedi made $220 million domestically in its first weekend, making it the second largest first weekend debut in box office history. And guess what's in front of it? Uh, Force Awakens. Another Star Wars no movie. <laughs> Then it's uh, Jurassic World after that. Right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's among friends. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, pretty strong opening. Um, not quite as lofty as some people had it. I yeah, saw well, some numbers in the two fifty range that it. Well, see, well, when we did our box office last week, yeah, I floated two fifty, and I was like, nah, that's just way too high. And then I said two twenty, and then we were concerned it was too low. So we said at two twenty five. Yeah, which is. Um, Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, all things considered, we were close enough. We just weren't that positive. Yeah, but anyways, that, of course, is record-setting debut, and I'm sure it will be number one for weeks to come. Uh, It'll take us out of the year. It already set a record, or top ten record, for Monday, uh, meaning it has already crossed $250 million in four days. Sweet. So, yeah. Uh, Uh, Also, half a million, half a billion. Keep making that mistake. Yep. $500 million worldwide so far. Yep. So expect to see that uh, number one for uh, probably the rest of the year. I don't know. I think might get a sequel. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Moving on, your number two in the box office this week was Ferdinand, your animated... Uh, DreamWorks? No. That's Sony. That's Sony. I think that's Sony yeah, animation. Yeah, it's a Sony animation of a film that made $13 million, which is quite a difference. 220, isn't it? Uh, yeah, especially different considering that animated movie cost a hundred and eleven million dollars. Yeah, hundred eleven million dollars to make, and that's, it only made thirteen million its opening weekend. That's expensive, even for these CG movies. Oh yeah, like they're not usually that expensive. Eighty is usually where they float around, right? Unless they're Pixar, then they're more. Yeah, Pixar. But even or Pixar if usually frozen, floats in. Then they're one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. Say so even Pixar floats about one twenty five, one fifty. Uh, yeah, your number three was Coco, speaking of Pixar, making another $9 million that uh, breaks 150 domestic. Yep. Wonder, uh, number four, with $5 million more. Yep. Uh, 109, so that breaks 100. 
Uh, Justice League holds on to number five with another 4.3 million, bringing it to around a sum of 219 domestically. And uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's your top five. Uh, we'll briefly, uh, we're going to get back to these later, but coming up this week, uh, we have like seven movies because it's Christmas weekend. We'll so, be talking about some movies. Yeah, we're talking about half the, it's about two of these movies coming up In here. But real briefly, just yeah. what's coming up. Real briefly, next week we have uh, this. Well, this Friday, I guess, is not really next week. Some of these movies are already in theaters. If you're the kind that goes early, you can see these now. Uh, but Friday's releases are the, the Greatest Showman. That's Hugh Jackman. Uh, technically, that's not Friday. That is yesterday. And dancing. That's why I said that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Didn't listen to the words I was saying. Oh no. Um, and uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which is the sequel to, of course, the 90s uh, Robin Williams vehicle, Jumanji. Yes, Robin Williams, Body Hunt, and a very young Kirsten Dunst. Except this time it's about a video game, not a board game, and it looks like it's absolutely terrible. And we'll have uh, my thoughts on that later. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, um, uh, no, this that, week. That is Wednesday. That is today. actual Friday. actual Friday release. Uh, we have Downsizing, uh, which has been media blitzing all over the place. Yes, that is the Matt Damon, I'm Gonna Get Small. Yeah, getting smaller movie. Uh, Father Figures, that's the, uh, That's Mamma Mia. Yeah, except with Owen Wilson. Yes. <laughs> so, so, Papa Pia? Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Pitch Perfect 3. Apparently, I'm seeing that with the doctor. Like Anna Kendrick, that. there you go, and uh, uh, Steven Spielberg's The Post. Yes. So all that is in uh, store for you this weekend. Yep, those are your Christmas releases. A lot of movies uh, for one weekend. Oh yeah. They're all gonna, uh, considering that Star Wars is going to take a hundred million automatically out of all that. Yeah. It's just everything else is going to get cannibalized. That's our, uh, that's my bet, by the way. Star Wars rolls is serial year number one. Oh, clearly, nothing Everything else is going to hit right under it. Though. No, not right under it. Things going to drop. No, I don't mean number one. I mean, I uh, don't mean money wise. I mean number wise, like two, oh. three, four, five. Oh yeah. Like all the new releases are right under it. Of course. Uh, okay, uh, so that's your coming soon. Now, it is the time. Okay. To talk. Let's get ready here. So let's talk about what's probably going to be the biggest movie of the year. Um, uh, certainly is when the internet uh, comes into play because there's been nothing but talk about this thing. Let's talk about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Yep. What was your reaction? Uh, my first reaction upon seeing it Thursday night, or I guess Friday morning, one a.m. IMAX 3D. <laughs> I like this very specific. Well, yes. Uh, my first initial reaction was, God damn, some of this stuff is amazing. And then, at the same time, God damn, what are you doing? <laughs> That's my initial reaction. Okay. Then I saw it a second time, uh, Sunday night in 2D. And I had a different reaction to it. Not because of the difference in dimension, but also just because you had seen it a second time. One, because I was seeing it a second time, and I was seeing it under the guise of, let's take this as a Star Wars film, and not as the film that I want it to be, that I think it should be. Yeah. I think what you're saying is kind of encapsulates the entire conversation that is around this movie right now. Well, yes. Is that there is a gap, there is a valley, you could say, between what people thought this movie was going to be, and what it actually is. And depending on 
your um, predilection towards the series, uh, I could say, you come out on one of the ends of that spectrum. Yes. Um, this is also because um, I have two minds of Star Wars. Yeah. And I have, that being said, I have, that's why I have the two different screenings. The first <laughs> one being of all the hardcore, 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 hardcore <laughs> Star Wars fans. You know, the ones who will go to the midnight screenings and then get, really get on the internet to tell everyone what they thought. So would you say that you're a big fan? Like, how hardcore is your Star Wars star stardom fandom? Um, you realize how often we do Star Wars news segments we here, right? We talk about Star Wars off a lot. We have um, a grand total of two and probably will become three Star Wars posters above our couch. So th- that gives you any indication of where my fandom lies with Star Wars. Yeah, it's probably... Uh, oh, we don't have two yet, but we yeah. might, we'll probably... Oh, no, 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 no. They're over there, and then I have all the original six in my room. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Wars, uh, so you're, you're a, a fan. Yes. I'm one of the more stronger fans, but I'm also not one of the vocal fans who's going to go up there and tell it what everyone's wrong or how everyone should think about this movie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Malia, how about you? What's your relationship with the Star Wars mythos? My relationship... No, 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 Would no, you, not, not your relationship, <laughs> but... You know what I mean. How do you... How does Star Wars Warning. affect your life? Phrasing? Phrasing. In regards to fandom of the movies, what would you say you lie in? Where, 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 where are you on that spectrum? Uh, on the fandom spectrum? Yeah. I am not, like... I am not one of those... I have read the comic books, and I've read the books, and so I know where it should go, and I don't understand what they're doing. I'm not one of those. I'm not, like, crazy into it, but I do like my Star Wars. I really, really like my Star Wars. So it sounds like you guys are probably on about the same page. It sounds like you guys are fans, you love the material, aka the movies, but you're not the... The, the kind of person who delved into the extended universe novels. You're not somebody who collected the comics, as you said. You're not somebody who has a look up. No, but that being said, I have, on occasion, gone sure. down the YouTube hole yes. of the Star Wars extended universe and having people tell me what it should be about. So that's fair. But there's also a difference between actually purchasing all that and just listening to someone's description of it. Yes, because I have enough <laughs> wherewithal and not enough money to go out and buy all the Lego stuff that, that I... Is fair. Sorry, all the Lego stuff. All the Star Wars stuff <laughs> I mean, also <laughs> Also, Lego, also stuff. Lego stuff. Also, yes. So, so for me, like I like the, the Star Wars movies, but I wouldn't describe myself as like super fan. Like I think they're entertaining, but I don't think they're like the be all end all of entertainment like some people do. But man, a seven year old me was freaking all about Star Wars. Yes. Like flashback to ninety seven after the the they re released the original trilogy. It was all I could do, talk about, breathe for like two or three years of my life. It was like, I was obsessed. I had, that comic books. I had comic books. I had my dad's copy of the very first Extended Universe book, okay. uh, Shadows of the Empire, yes. which the N64 book is, or, or game is based on. Yep. I tried reading it, but I was seven. <laughs> so, 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 so literally <laughs> trying to read was the uh, was accurate. I wanted to be so into. I wanted to be the Star Wars guy, and then as I got older, and, you met Chris. and the prequels came out, I still saw all the prequels. I was, you know, a teenager during them, so mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna try like these. They were entertaining popcorn flicks at the yes. time. When you're a kid, you don't really understand why they are bad. No, 
But now, later in life... You had a good time with movies. Later in life, I'm able to kind of reflect on the series as a whole. I'm like, yeah, they're entertaining. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're good. They're good movies. The first three are really good. Empire is probably the best. I think as a consensus around, everyone will say Empire is the best. I don't know, actually. What, what about you guys? What's your opinions? Are we... Are, is this an Empire couch? I believe so. Malia? What? I'm not good at pick picking one. favorites. Don't make me pick a favorite. It's not like a kid. Pick one. I don't know. You I don't, have to pick one. I don't know. Is it Empire or Jedi? I'll make this easy for you. Or are you... Are you or OG? is it a, a new hope? Are you OG? You know? Yeah. Or is it episode two? <laughs> Attack of the Clone. It's totally episode two. No. <laughs> All about that Hayden Christensen. No. Talking about saying, yeah. Uh, jar Jar, jar and Jar Binks. Okay, we're getting off topic here. Okay. Anyways, I just want to say, I just want to get a temperature in the room because I feel like that's that affects uh, how people are reacting to this movie. Yeah. Well, mm. also people are reacting to this movie in the sense that it should still be George Lucas's vision, and that's where a lot of this hate comes from. Yeah. That. There's that George Lucas has his vision set out that it is that Star Wars is a Skywalker story. Yeah. And because of that, like multiple interviews that he's done involving Star Wars, a lot of the fan base tries to stick with what George Lucas would want, what what they think Star Wars should be. Yeah. Rather than what it can become. This is a really good segue into kind of my take about this movie. But before I start, I want Malia to talk about. A little about her reactions to it since she saw it today. Yes. So literally hours ago. And I haven't heard her. Uh, I haven't heard her take. I want to I know what she thinks. I was going last. Um, I liked it. I thought it was it was good. Um, I feel like it was it, it was a Star Wars movie. It was pretty predictable, honestly. The entire plot line and the only reason why it wasn't wouldn't be predictable is because they tried to make it seem like it would be more <laughs> in in the previews. Really? That's really the the previews through you. And otherwise it was pretty like, yeah, okay, this is gonna happen. Yeah, there's gonna be a push and pull and tug of war on who's gonna be good and who's gonna be bad and maybe maybe they'll flip sides and in the end they're still gonna end up exactly on the same side as they started. It, it wasn't like, but it was good. So, uh, this is the part That's where... really I, interesting. So this is the part where I should bring up... Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> spoilers? Because that is the first time... Oh yeah, we should get across that there will be spoilers. We're not gonna hold, <laughs> we're not gonna hold back. This is a no hold bar. We're Star gonna Wars talk about set. everything in this movie. So if you have not seen it, please turn this off. Or fast it. forward for like 30 minutes or so. Put this in your pocket, in your podcast pocket. Come pocket. back in two weeks. Um, no, I was going to say that that's very interesting because that's the first time I've heard anyone say predictable yes. in anything I've heard about this movie from anyone who's seen it or written about it. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard Because it's been the exact opposite in really? my experience. Yes. Because yes. it just seems very like, it's this, it's this arc that they do every like. Okay, that's the good guy, and then they try to win over the the bad guy, and there's this like tension that there might be something good that happens with the bad guy, and in the end, no. But and, and it's which is 
over overall, that's a, a repeating arc that they do in almost every Star Wars thing. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But I feel like this one is almost postmodernly self-aware about it doing that. Yeah. In fact, there's they literally well. that moment. One of the best examples of this is the moment where uh, Kylo Ren has, is facing off Luke. Mano, El Mano. After, uh, uh, after he tries blowing him up and yes. it doesn't work. And he, and he literally brushes it off. Yeah, he literally <laughs> yeah. walks up. Kylo Ren literally walks up to Luke and says, So, are you going to try redeeming me? Are you going to try, like, turning me to the good side? And I was like, They, they just said what we're thinking kind of moment. Yes. And to me, that's, yes, it's doing what you're saying it's doing. Yes, it's the will they or won't they kind of equivalent to will he or won't he turn good and what is Luke going to do to to influence that. But then the movie turns on it and it's like, oh no, the characters know that that's, that's what you think. The characters know that that's what they think is going to happen. No, but we're going to show you that Luke is a person, not a, not a, you know, mystical being anymore. One of the things about this movie is that it takes all the mythology of Star Wars and the characters within it and throws out the mystic the mysticism of it and makes and reminds you no these are people. Yeah, one of the things that uh, especially Star Wars, yeah, one of the things that even Luke says in the in, in the movie is yeah. that he's no hero that he's yeah, just he's not a the guy. myth. Yes, the difference between the myth and the legend. It's it. Luke in this movie is the man, the myth, the legend, saying that he doesn't want to be this idol anymore, and I think that is an interesting metaphor for Star Wars as a whole. Right. Where it's basically Ryan Johnson saying, "This is not something that is a revered text. This is not. This should not be something that the fans treat as the Holy Bible. This is something that we should Bible. be able to." mess with that we should be able to play with that we should be able to basically burn down and rebuild which, which is, is the core <laughs> message of that movie one of the core messages of the movie is failure and how you deal with failure yeah yes and the reasons why you do why these heroes are doing the things that they're doing why the heroes are heroes why the anti-heroes are anti-heroes why the evil people are evil it's because of internal motives it's emotion it's feeling, yes. which is what the Force should be about, and what this movie straight up says the Force is. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It's like my thoughts are all it's over like something the place that you reach out touch. about this because it's it's such an interesting <laughs> yes. smack. <Yeah. laughs> I, I think I was the only person that just broke out laughing when he did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nobody else. No one? Okay, fine. <laughs> I will be the only one laughing. Which is funny because that's actually another complaint that it was too comedic for a Star Wars film. You know, I went in remembering that you had said that. Yeah. And I also went in hearing that from somebody else. But the only time I really felt that was at near the beginning when Poe says something to the commander on the... Oh, uh, the... Yes. Uh, the, the one of the yeah, Empire yes, commanders. Yes, I'm, I'm looking for, for uh, yeah, General Hux. That goes on way too long. And yeah. it made me feel, like, uncomfortable. It does on first viewing. On okay, second, second viewing, it doesn't. It just but it just but goes. later in the movie, I came to peace with it. Oh, yeah. Because by the time you get, like, three-fourths into that movie, you realize, oh, this is something different. This is a Star Wars that's not like those other Star Wars. My expectations are now changed. 
Whereas, like, going in, I was like, this is a weird moment for a Star Wars movie. But by the end of that thing, I was like, there is no long that sentence no longer makes sense to me because a Star Wars movie can be whatever it wants to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what that movie, what this movie ended up meaning to me, is that it's not... The, 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 the franchise is equivalent to the, like, the Jedi as a religion. Both are these things that they're basically saying don't need to exist in the form that they used to be. They can be what you want them to be. And I think that that's really cool. But it's also why people hate it. Yes. Because it goes <laughs> against everything that they grew up with, everything that they know as a Star Wars film. And like you were saying, it gets away from the Skywalkers. Yes. By the end of this movie... There's only one left. Well, well, well technically, the, we know, like, the, the non-giant diegetic world knows that there are no none left. One. Except for Kylo Ren, who's barely a Skywalker for blood, from Bloodline. Bloodline. And so, you know, like, the, the, the you know, going out of this movie, it's like, no, that's it. That, sto that story is over. Right. Also, uh, when I was watching it, a lot of people were waiting for Carrie Fisher to die. I thought so, too. I yeah. thought that was going to yeah. happen so many times. It totally happens, and then it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. I was like, seriously? Well, see, that's... A, that's I a was play. happy that it didn't, though. The way they did that... I'm, it was cool. Oh, it that was, was cool. It was a cool uh, Although was a lot needed. of people groaned at that, like, why? What? Why? No, why? I can see that. I can see that, but also, like, we've established before that she has... That she is with the Force. Yeah. It was nice to have a confirmation in some way, shape, or form whether yes. or not she did or not. Which yeah. is a good kind of uh, segue into a conversation that's related to that. It's like... What the hell? They do so much to the force in this movie. Well, well <laughs> like they, they, they don't do anything can to do. The... They they break it down to what it is at its core. Which they they explained in the. They explain everything. Uh -huh. I'm not saying they don't explain it. I'm just saying they do a lot more with it than they've ever done it before. Lord, it's totally a Lord up. This whole stuff with with the ability that that Luke has to basically project his image in a different place. Yes. That's not any of the movies. I understand that that's an extended universe stuff, but I didn't know that, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So that was new to me. And so that was all new to me, like the ability to literally <laughs> survive in the void of space. Yes. That was new to me. Uh, although, uh, upon re-watching upon re uh, that, it did remind me of Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> in, in terms of how they deal with death in space. Yeah. Because you have the whole, the, whole um, the first one with uh, right. Star Lord and Gamora. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's, so it's, it's, it reminded me of that scene. And yeah. the, okay, so I guess that's how we, sh we should deal death in space then. That it's not just, you know, instant death, but rather slow ice if you hold your breath. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like, so, so yeah, it was like that stuff, the poor stuff, and also. That freaking scene with Yoda is just so good. Oh, yes. Yoda. Spoiler alert! Yoda's in the film. But it's like... That's a major spoiler alert. That oh, in yeah. itself is like... It was really, really cool moment because it also, also kind of does a good job of basically saying, we're gonna not forget that the prequels happened, but we're going to act like the version of Yoda that you know from the original trilogy is the one that still exists. Right. That's the one that keeps on keeping on. Even though he's dead and he's a ghost, he's still a senile old man who's going to have fun with you. Yep. It's not about his weird turn of phrase any, anymore. It's just about him being a ridiculous teacher who is ridiculous, but also a teacher. Yes. And basically tells Luke that, no, he was right. Like, there's no point to... Being a master, if not to be bested by your, your protégés. 
Like, right. if also, masters remained masters, then there would be no point in doing it. Also, um, nobody appointed him as master. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like to make that established. Nobody appointed Luke as Jedi Master. He did it he himself. He simply did it himself. And he ended up regretting it. Yes. But, you know, again, that humanizes the character of Luke. Right. It's not so much the, you know, the, the Christ figure that he is in the original trilogy. He becomes this person that seems like a real person. He was threatened yeah. by Kylo Ren's powers. He decided to have a moment of possible rage that he himself admitted he did stifle. He didn't go for it. Right. It was fleeting, as he put it. Like, still, right. It was a fleeting thought. But still, even for a brief second. Jedi aren't perfect. Yes. He's not perfect. And Star Wars isn't perfect. And that, that it's just, yeah, it's it's such an interesting way of completely flipping an entire franchise on its head. But aside from all the lore and everything, can we please talk about the visuals real quick? So good. Oh, God. It just, it's such a pretty movie. Like, what, my favorite shot shot in the movie is the bit where, uh, I forget her name, the, the purple-haired girl. Yes. Uh, she... Where she, she decides drive. to do the suicide warp drive yes. into the freaking Empire vessel. That's the freaking coolest thing I've seen in a movie in a long time. I love how they that was so super cool. Super cool. It was super cool. Everything went silent. Was just all you see it's is just, just a sh- spectacle. It was, it, it was very anime. I'll oh, yes. I, I felt a very anime influence there. but It was so good, though. But it was so cool. It's such a cool moment. And it also is kind of a, Great again, dramatic. it's a lore dump. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is something you can do now in Star Wars that nobody has done before. Well, I think it's something that we all that was wondered about. Like wondered about, like if you, if you go through light speed and there's something in your way, you just keep going. You just go through it. You just keep going. Yeah. Which also means that she could totally still be alive uh, if her cockpit survives. Because yeah, if you could just keep still like keep going all the way through. Yeah. You might not have been hurt by that. There's a possibility that she's still Yeah, but then you have to take into consideration whether or not it takes time and space for her to get up to warp speed. So, which, it probably does take time and space. So, she probably just was speeding up through into warp speed, and now I'm really nerding out on this. Yeah, Um, but what's what's the opportunity is here for? I don't know. But what do you think about her character? while we're on her because she's kind of the new character in this movie strong well one of two strong I liked her yeah like it's an interesting twist whoever decided to like create her look (laughs) I thought it was cool her look is gorgeous yeah but if you look at it it predicts exactly what she's gonna do because it splits her hair because she's got a halo yeah. <laughs> she's got a halo on her head. She's that. got yeah. purple hair. She's got the flowing yeah. dress. She's, she's the, the angel. Sac- yeah, she's the angel, angel who sacrifices. Yeah. yeah. She is going to sacrifice herself. Yeah, I get that. But still. But whoever thought that up was just on it. I'll point for costume designs. Yeah. 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 And, good. and yes. hair. Uh, and then, of course, the other new, ca- the major new character, of course, um, uh, Rose. Rose? Which I thought was really great. Like, that whole dynamic with her and Finn was excellent. Yes. I thought she, it was cool to have a character in a Star Wars movie that was basically like the like the movie equivalent of a video game NPC that's brought to the front. 
Yeah. Like, she literally, at the beginning of that movie, she's working on pipes in the background. You yeah. know, she's just, she's maintenance. Yeah. And she's promoted, essentially, to a lead character in this movie. And yeah. that's, that's really been, cool to see. That's been everybody in the in all all of these. Give or take. I mean, Ren, Ren was a... Ray. Right. Ray, Ray was Ray a... Ray is kind of the beginning of that being not the case. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then... Ah, name. Finn. Finn, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Finn, Finn at least has the setup where at least he was semi-important. Semi no. Because he seems to have a relationship with the just, boss stormtrooper, which implies that he was... He just fucked up in front of the boss stormtrooper. Yeah, but I'm saying you that he's not... You fucked up in front of the boss, you're bound to get in trouble. But he's what I'm trying to say is yeah. that... Yes. She's cool. Also, for everyone yeah. who keeps saying that they, they totally, <laughs> um, like, like, nerfed Captain Phasma, guess what? Yeah. She is the Boba Fett of this universe. I literally yeah. heard okay. that argument on a podcast I listened to yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> she's just meant to look cool, yeah. but does nothing. She doesn't, yeah. And that, she's the Boba Fett. She looks cool, but does nothing. Yeah, Get I, over it, people. To be honest, I think that whole thing is just so throwaway. Oh, yeah. I don't think it matters compared to all the other plot threads that they have. I'm like, well, we'll see if something cool happens out of that. And that fight was kind of cool, but still. That fight like, was also like a minute and a half. It was like, yeah, it was the shortest <laughs> fight in the, in the movie. Now, let's talk about the coolest fight in the movie. Which, of course, is when freaking Kylo Ren and Rey team up. Team up. In the that throne room. freaking boss. The throne room. Yeah. That so, was rad. Yes. And also, they freaking kill off the major villain in one movie. Uh, no. Actually, <laughs> what they did was just establish that, no, Kylo Ren is the major villain in this trilogy. I thought it was funny how much they built up the Snoke character to be the next, like, oh, he's, like, the equivalent to the Emperor. Right. Like, he's the big bad. Well, you know, the whole theory was that he's supposed to be Darth Plagueis. And then he dies. And he dies. And it's like, okay, cool. Or does he? No, he's pretty dead. He's cut in half. You literally see him cut in half. He flops over the last... Time you see him in the movie, he just literally his, his body tongue, flops. Literally, they they get a shot of his tongue swelling in his mouth. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Dead. Like not Star Wars dead. He is dead. Dead. <laughs> like Star Wars dead is Luke. Luke is Star Wars dead. <laughs> ghost. Ghost dead. Yeah, he's ghost dead. He's ghost, he's ghost dead. Jedi. But no, no. Next time guy, he'll be hanging out with Yoda. This guy is Han Solo dead. They're dead. Dead. Yeah. Like there's no way they're bringing back Han Solo. There's no way they're bringing back this guy. No, yes, they're, they're definitely setting up Kylo Ren as the bad, but which makes it even more interesting because they've now set up Kylo Ren and Rey as kind of like this arc, where it's like they're connected both literally and figuratively. Yes, and and yeah, it's just it, it, where there's, there's that that line that Snoke even says, it's like, oh no, and the darker he goes, the lighter she is, kind mm-hmm. of thing. They're they're always going to be diametrically opposed, right? And like that's kind of a cool little thing. Well, that I, I that was that was always part of the lore that I liked the most in, in Star Wars was yeah. the the Jedi thing because originally, well, well, uh, be interesting to see how far dark he gets and how far light she gets, which also brings up kind of a kind of a point that this this movie brings up as well that I think we should talk about, which is the movie pretty much brings up this idea of the binary of light and dark doesn't matter anymore. Yes. And it does this several times. There's the, uh, what's his name character who literally basically makes a there's no ethical consumption in capitalism speech where he's like, oh yeah, no, Benicio they sold the weapons to the good guys and the bad guys. Yes, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro's character. And then later, like Kylo Ren even says it too, where he's like, no, there's no, like, it doesn't matter whether you're doing it for the good or doing it for the bad, it's just doing it for yourself now. 
Right. And it's like, that's another message of this movie. Is, And I think that's a reaction to, even original trilogy Star Wars was very black and white. It wasn't until Rogue One, I feel, like we had a Star Wars story that was a little bit more in the middle, where you weren't necessarily like, this person is all good, this person is all bad, mm-hmm. and they're going to struggle for a little bit, but you know they're going to snap back. I think this one at least shows the potential of something being a little bit more frank. And I think all this goes back to Kathleen Kennedy yeah. and her decision to allow something like this to happen. Uh, which goes to one of the major um, complaints from <laughs> the uh, the Force Awakens, yeah. which was that it was too formulaic and too much like uh, a New Hope. It was formulaic and it telegraphed way too much. Yes, it tried telegraphing that Ray was important for zero visual reasons why. Right. But in this one, it actually redeems that. Where basically that's the point. It's like, yeah, no, we know that Ray is basically from nothing. It has no reason to be special because now we're, te- we're going to tell you that it doesn't matter if you're related to special people. You can still be special. Right. Because your fl- your family bloodline is no longer the thing that makes you an important player in this world. Like, the last shot of the movie is literally a hint towards there are all sorts of special people. Yeah, and people can use the Force whether yeah. they know they use it or not. Yeah. It's a matter of how connected you are with the universe. It's a democratization of the Force. Yes. Which is really cool. It's a democratization of Jedi. It's basically, it's it's, it's very punk rock, as I said the other day. Yes, yes. Well, it's like, it's a giant clarification, really. Because okay. it, it clarifies the fact that anybody has this, this it, the only difference is some people are better at using yeah. the Force as a tool and connecting with that and other people aren't. Yeah. They, that whole metachlorian count and <laughs> stuff like that. Exactly. Again, it's is, basically yes. throwing the prequels, it's, all the trash yes. and the prequels out. Yes, get it's, rid of the metachlorians. It's rid just of a measure of how... Rocks. Well, technically, <laughs> metachlorians, you can still do a metachlorian count in the concept of like, this is, this is how well this person can sense <laughs> and right. work with the Force. Yeah, right. but this movie is basically saying that doesn't matter anymore. Because it's just about the potential. It's about what you can do. It's not about like what you should be able to do. It's not about like, oh, what's this person? What does this person deserve to train with the Jedi? It's not about deserve. It's about no. You can do it because you have it, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to talk about this movie? Um, anything else I missed? Let's see. Several times throughout the movie, I said, I want that as a poster. Yeah. A lot of really great set pieces. Great I set love pieces. The, yes. the, plant, the salt planet is so cool. Yes. I love the freaking red salt explosions everywhere. I love the little the visuals, salt boxes. The choice, the choice to make the, the, the red marks for yeah. everything. Yes. Super cool. The earth bleeding, that's yeah. great. Visually. That was such a cool yeah, visual thing. Uh... And also, it kind of gave you a snow planet without having a snow planet. Well, because, well, you know, if they did it, everyone would have said, well, you know, it's yeah, snow. It's, it's just like hot. But no. Like, no. no we're gonna they literally it. have a we're, line where somebody just... yells, it's salt, so that way you know it's not snow. Yes. <laughs> Which I laughed at. But yeah, and then uh, the, the ice fox, the snow, like, the yes. crystal foxes, foxes, foxes are super cool. And then, of course, porgs. What do you guys think about porgs? Porgs are awesome. Porgs are fine. I like 
I like the crystal foxes better. Yeah. Oh yeah, the foxes are better than the porgs. Porgs are fine. I thought they kind of they didn't really do anything with the porgs. Oh no no no! They're they're not meant to be. They're just meant to sell yeah. sell cute flush cute plushes. Yeah, we talked about this off the podcast, but we talked about like it's we kind of likened it to to another version of it in subverting fan expectations. Yes. They thought there was going to be some sort of big relevance for the Porgs, like there were for Ewoks. But no, the Porgs have no plot relevance at all. Oh yeah, the in Porgs fact, is just a play for anyone who like did like Star Wars research yeah. into, into this. Yeah, in fact, instead we're going to introduce five new Star Wars species in one movie and totally gloss over all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They, yeah. they introduced a lot of different species. And none of them matter. None of them. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure by now Wikipedia has like seven pages on each of them. I want a Lego set of that friggin' thing that makes Luke's milk. No, no. Utters and all. So, so. <laughs> I loved first... that. She made a face. <laughs> yeah. We started the movies with him drinking milk. And there it is. And there it, it is from. again. No, 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 no. Technically, He's ending his last from movie Mantis, drinking milk. This is milk. green milk. Yeah, I'm sure. This is Sorry. green milk, not blue milk. Not blue milk. milk. He loves it's his green? milk. It's green. It was green, oh. yeah. yeah. But that being said, um, I thought it was blue. Going, going back to the main reason this movie exists, and that is to sell stuff. Yeah, uh, so. first scene, the first scene when the dreadnought comes in, I went, I want that as a Lego set. I don't care right. what I have to pay for it. I want that. It's a freaking cool Lego <laughs> set. Your eyes lighting up. It Jesus lit up because that's the first time we ever seen a new ship that was awesome. It Ew, just that it was showed ridiculous. up out of nowhere, right in your face, and they said dreadnought, and it was like. Yes, that is the perfect date for that thing. <laughs> so, um, I'd say it's probably safe to say that we liked the movie. Oh, yes. Um, so yeah, it's definitely on our media mode scale. I'd say it to see it. Oh, if you haven't seen it already. You don't need us to tell you that. But, yes, uh, it's definitely recommended. Uh, definitely go in. I have my thoughts on the site if you want to read my, uh, kind of spoiler-free version of this. It's on com. Well, you just got the spoiler version of it. Yeah. Uh, if you also, uh, yeah, uh, I would recommend, as I said in that in that post, and I will say now, I recommend going in knowing that this is going to be different. Because that helped me. I thought I I think I enjoyed it a lot more knowing that it was going to do something different and not just be Star Wars. Yes, uh, definitely. This is not a. While it is still a movie for the fans, this is definitely a movie not of the fans. It's choosing. It's kind of like you know the old saying that it's like it's, the great things are not what people want; it's what people don't know they want. Yes, I feel like this is a good example. This is that. a good example. No one knew that they wanted a table turn of a Star Wars movie, and yet that's what we got. Yep. But yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to say? Um, before I move on... I think we need to move on. I think we need to move on. Well, you know, there's... You saw other movies. I saw other movies, too. So, yeah, that being said, I th- yeah, just see Star Wars, make your own opinion of it, just know that it is a Star Wars movie, not a Skywalker. Not, not It's not George Lucas doing this thing. No, definitely not. Yes. <laughs> it was the most... The furthest from... George Lucas that I think you could have gotten. Yes. With still it being Star Wars. And that being said, it makes me excited for yeah. what... Um, or scared of what J.J. Abrams will do with episode Well, nine. that's the thing. is, I think J.J. Abrams will go back to formulaic. Uh, I hope not. And finishing off what Ryan Johnson has laid out. 
and not really tampering with it that much. I, I, I just hope that it's good, and I hope it surprises me. I hope it's not bad. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> We're so far off from it. Two years. I mean, they start production in January. Sure do. All right. All right. Let's move on, well, Let's then. move on, then. Uh, Lilia, do you have anything else you want to add? <laughs> I yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I I I don't know. I saw a tweet today that was really really good. It was like whether you 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 liked it or whether you didn't like it, we can all agree on star about one thing about Star Wars. It sure was a movie. Yep. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I I liked it, but I I obviously didn't get the same stuff that you guys got out of. The original Star Wars, so <laughs> there's, I'm not losing anything, really. Yes. There's no way for me to lose anything. Uh, like, yeah. That's good. Yes, that's actually good. And that being said, that I believe that this will be a lot of people's, because it is the new Star Wars, it will be a lot of people's introduction to Star Wars. I don't know if that's fair. Well, okay, more like Seven was. Yeah. In fact, I thought that I thought about this yesterday. I was thinking like, this will be really, really interesting to see back to back Force Awakens. Oh yeah, like they're such different movies. Well, it'll be definitely be interesting seeing it um, in two years yeah. when they do the trilogy, or God forbid, all nine movies in a row. Well, that's just such a weird concept to think about because that hasn't happened before. Because you you go from New Hope to Empire to Jedi, they're all very similar. Stylistically. They're different enough to make you, like, that, that there's certain things about each movie, but they're pretty similar in tone. Yeah. yeah. Even the prequels are pretty similar in it's, tone. It's like reading a trilogy in a book form. Yes. But this is so different. Oh, yeah. Going they're, from, they're their own movies. Yeah, going from Force, Awake, Force Awakens to this is going to be whiplash in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's for 2020 us. Uh, no, 2019. 2019 us. Yes. Okay, let's talk about other movies that you saw in the year of our Lord 2017. All right. Uh, real briefly then, I'm yes. going to go with uh, da, 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 Wonder. Wonder. All right, so yes, Owen Wilson um, in a tale about a child. Um, uh, and yes, yes, this is uh, Mr. Tremblay. Tremblay. Uh, yes, Tremblay is the kid. Arthur Tremblay? No. Something. Justin. Doesn't kid. matter. The kid. Yes. The kid has, uh, so Owen Wilson. The kid, starring Bruce Willis. Yeah, so Owen Wilson <laughs> and Julia Roberts have a kid who is deformed. And multiple surgeries later, and homeschool later, they decide that it is time for him to go to the fifth grade. You know, when kids are nice to each other. Not. Not. <laughs> uh, finish this is when kids are probably at the worst. You know, because they don't know how to hide their when feelings. They start being total jerks. Yeah, because they don't know how to hide their feelings, just and they just basically Ugh. look at everyone and just say what's on their minds. Yep. It's the idealistic stage of this is the way the world should be. Yep. Yep. I'm double digits. I know everything. Yeah. So um, this movie starts off really well, and at first, at first like thirty minutes of this, I thought, "Wow, this is a movie like every parent should watch if they're gonna have a kid." <laughs> And then it gets away from it and becomes something, uh, becomes too formulaic, becomes too after-school special for me. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I got from the trailers, though, to be yeah. honest. 
It's like, sure, yes, a good one of these, sure, but eh, when they're not done well, it kind of devolves into preachiness. Oh, it's super preachy. Yeah. Uh, this is the equivalent of just meh. Yeah. I feel like there's an audience for this. I mean, clearly there is. It's been in the top five for like four weeks oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, it hit $100 million. Five weeks now? Yeah, so uh, congratulations on, on Wonder for hitting $100 million. Yeah, it's doing way better than anybody probably thought it was going to. Oh, yeah. Uh, that being said, um, this movie, definitely stream it. There's no need yeah, to, rush, need out to, to out, rush out and see it. Yes. Um, if you have a kid or plan on having a kid, go ahead and watch it. Um... It's definitely a worthwhile film for the first 30 minutes about like about like how to deal with uh, something like that. That being said, in the end, um, the basic movie basically boils down to everyone's got problems, whether you see them on the outside or not. Everyone's got problems that they're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, that movie exists. Yeah, it's it's, it's as uh, don't, go, don't go see it right away. Stream it if you want. It's, it's as formulaic like. as possible. Yeah. It's exactly what you think it is. Exactly what you think it is. All right, what else did you see? Uh, uh, we're gonna go one in order of two here. here. Yep, uh, one of two. So we're gonna go in order here because I put a little <laughs> okay. posters here. Uh, I saw Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji colon Welcome to the Jungle. Yes. Does. I, uh, every single time I hear the name of that movie, think I the, think the song. Guns N' Roses song. I was literally just going to ask, does the Guns N' Roses song play in this movie? At the very end, it does. It does? Of course it does. Of course it does. All right. Okay. Tell me about Kevin Hart and The Rock. Uh, Some scantily clad woman. I don't know. I've only seen right. trailers. Jillian Jacobs. Yeah, yeah, I love her. <laughs> uh, no, no, not Jillian, Jillian Jacobs. That's someone else. Karen Gillan. Yeah, yeah, there we go. She is a Nebula in the... Um, right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, is this movie bad? Just tell me. Because it looks really bad. It this looks movie... Funky. Yeah. So, they do a good way of explaining how, why this is a video game. Sure. Ish. Right, because, yeah, so, uh, I want to make clear. This one is about a video game, not a board game. Yes. But it's still basically Jumanji. Yeah, so basically, at the very end of Jumanji, um, he chucks it into the ocean and then washes up somewhere. <laughs> Yes. Very end of Breaking Sure. Uh, this uh, sequel, or technically this is a sequel. Yes. Uh, sequel slash reimagining, because it does a kind of both. Um, picks up from there, where the dad finds it on the beach and gives it to his son. <laughs> and yeah, just, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab this board game from the beach and give it to my child. Yep, because my son likes games. <laughs> so the son takes it and he's like, board games? No one plays board games anymore. And he goes back to playing his... his PS1. Okay. Video game. Because Sony. And by the way, lots of Sony ads in this thing. Just Sony everywhere. Yeah. Even at one point, uh, the guy takes off his headphones and uh, puts it around his neck. In the next shot, they're clearly flipped around to show the Sony logo. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Walkman? Yes, actually. There is a Walkman? There is a Walkman. Great. Alright. Uh, there's a also Vita? a Sony Blue Box. Is there a Vita? No, but there's no PS4. Vita? There's Capcom. There's Last Guardian. There is PSVR. Oh my god. P PlayStation View as well. And also uh, Uncharted 4. So Alex Trebek getting that pay paycheck. Yep. Alright. Um, okay. Tell me. Please. So yeah, so so the board game 
literally warped itself into a video <laughs> game. Sure, because it can do that. Yes, because it can do that. And then sets it its first player and, you know. Yeah. And the rest is a video game movie. Yeah, right? the rest is a video game movie. And it's bad, right? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> the first half of this movie You're really is... just going to drag me through this. So the first half of this movie is surprisingly well done. What? The first half is pretty good. Okay. In terms of what the like the material they had and what they could do with it, a kid would enjoy it. Okay. Then there's the second half. <laughs> Real quick before you start. By good. Well, first I guess a, a clarification question. Did you see pixels? Yes. Is this better than Pixels? Yes. At least... Okay. At least from what I remember from Pixels. Because I remember Pixels being really bad. Pixels is really bad. I haven't seen it, but I know it's bad. Yes. But, uh, so, okay. So, the second half? Second half is... Basically, Sony came in and got the rubber little hand on it and said, Okay, this is how it's supposed to be now. Uh-huh. And took everything that was made the first, like, half of the movie special. And, like... Totally like shit on it. <laughs> I mean, it's super formulaic. Give it the happy ending. Give it the oh, big explosions, big hit. It's it's a rock movie now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that checks out. Also, this movie made me remind me of I miss Jack Black. Is Jack Black in this? Jack Black's in this thing. Weird. Yeah. Huh. Where's he been? It's, that's what I thought. But also, <laughs> like I miss Jack Black. I miss him being a, a good I think people got burned out on Jack Black in the 2000s. That's true. I think that's why he kind of wasn't doing anything for a while. He hasn't been in anything in a long the time. He was kind of done. After School of Rock and... Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre and... The Holiday. And, and uh, what's the one where they did the movies? Um, <laughs> Be Kind Rewind. Oh, yeah, Be Kind Rewind. And uh, he was probably in five other things. Yeah. But it's an HST movie. Oh, yeah. It's an HST yeah, there's a lot of Jack Black ones and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Kung Panda. Like, why did you get Kung Panda and realize you could just be a voice actor? Yeah, it's so much better. That, that, that's when, like, he, like, went away from the oh, screen. Oh, King Kong. He was in King Kong. That was, I thought he was in King Kong. Five. Yeah, that's oh, a long time ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Forgot even in that. But, yeah, so, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Jack Black in this. I want to be in more things. Maybe miss him. Jack Black comeback is yep. what you're saying. Yes, give me a Jack Black comeback. Uh, <laughs> that being said, Kevin Hart. Um, He's Kevin Hart. Is Kevin Hart in this thing. Karen <laughs> Gillan uh, kicks ass in this thing. Okay. Because she is a video game character. Of course she is. They're all video game she characters. She sure dressed like one in those trailers. Uh, they actually point that out. Yeah. That's actually one of the, the, the things about this movie that they literally break it down for you, explaining everything. Which is kind of my worry about about the video game part about this movie, how far does it lean into video game cliche? Because that Super seems like that would be really cringy. Super far. And is it really cringy? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm worried, and that's why I don't want to see this movie, yeah. because video game movies, not video game movies like movies based on video games, but movies where people are in video games have that problem. Yes. Where it's like, but- we're going to take the most stereotypical parts of video games and really lean into them so you know we're in a video game, wink, wink. Yes. That's the worst. Also because they're uh, like stereotypical high schoolers transported yeah. into this video yeah, game. Yeah, it's like high schoolers in a the, video game. Yes. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, you're not convincing me. No. <laughs> oh no, it's definitely a miss it. Let's skip it. Yeah. Stream it. Skip it. Like, 
Yeah, you don't even need to see the thing. Yeah, just just know that The Rock was made this thing. Or yeah, by, I mean, by, by saying made this thing, like he was executive producer. On it. <laughs> That's kind of his deal. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so don't go see Jumanji. But next, oh, you have another movie. Oh yeah, I got another movie here. Ah, uh, The Greatest Showman. This is the Hugh Jackman, I created the circus movie. Yes, this is the Hugh Jackman. Um, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Yes, P.T. Barnum music by the guy who did La La Land. One of the guys, to be fair. One of the guys who yeah. did La La Land. Uh, how is this? This is, this is a tough movie because <laughs> it has all the makings of a good movie. It has everything in it to be a good movie. But? It's just not a good movie. Yeah. This thing would definitely work better as a stage play. Uh, and definitely work as a um, soundtrack. Like, they wrote the soundtrack first and said, wait. Huh. like, like make a movie around like, this. We'll just rework it so that like, it's around a circus. Yeah, because I got two vibes from the marketing for this thing. One vibe was, man, they're really trying to capitalize on La La Land bringing back the musical. And two, who cares about a circus story, a story about the origins of the Barnum Circus in the literal year where we shut down as a society the Barnum Circus? Yeah. It's really totally weird to do it now. Bad choice. Right? Yep. Last year. Next year. Just not this year. Not the year they actually shut it down. Because no one cares, and I mean zero people care about that story. And that's the story they want to tell. Well, it's just funny because that's not even the story they really tell. <laughs> I don't blame them. Because, like, like, by the end of the first act, the circus has been created. <laughs> so you're like, okay, let's go. Let's leave. Yes. Then there's more movie. There's more movie. <laughs> so they just missold what the plot was about? Is that... No, I don't think so, because they don't really actually talk about the plot yeah. in the trailers. All the trailers are is like, this is going to make you happy, and there are music, and Hugh Jackman is and there are music? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's literally all the trailers say, yep. is that Hugh Jackman's in this, they're singing I, and dancing. I've seen, I've, seen a, I've seen a trailer of it. Yeah. yeah. So, that being said, um, if you like musicals, you'll like this movie. At least you'll like it for the music. The music thing is great. It is by far the best thing about this thing. One of my coworkers uh, who sits behind me, he is a self-admitted ad- uh, self um, musical fan. Okay. And he has been listening to the soundtrack for the last two days. Oh, so the soundtrack's great. And I asked him if he saw the movie, and he said no. Well, so the movie. <laughs> and he said, no, do I plan on it? And I'm like, oh, you just like the songs? And he's like, yeah, they're pretty good. Yes, the songs are pretty good. <laughs> but they're also... Okay, okay. But because they're pretty good, they're also pretty generic to where it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be about... Yeah. The circuses. And that's why I think you're probably onto something when you said these were written and then they made a movie around it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so what is this? A stream it? it sounds like a stream it. Because it's like seems like give it a try for free, but don't actually go out and pay money for it. Oh yeah. Uh, don't pay money for this thing, but yeah. definitely check out that soundtrack. Okay. That soundtrack's really good. Uh, the songs are very catchy. Uh, this uh, musical. There's one part in it. Uh, where it's Hugh Jackman and, um... Yeah, Hugh Jackman. You know. You go. And, and Zac Efron. Zac Efron? Yeah, he's in the movie. Oh. Uh, they, they basically do a duet. Well, not one of those soulful duets, but rather like one of those cute. Like a, um... 
hard like R and B duet. Which uh, that's like basically the main tone of this entire thing. It's very R and B, weird, upbeat. That's not what I thought at all. I was just imagining like organ and like a lot of like what? No, it's very much like circus music. You know, it's very much uh, composed and uh, a lot of um, very heavily produced. Weird. Uh, so yeah, okay, stream that one. So wow, we went ran the gamut of releases. Yeah. We have a we have a definitely go see it. We have a miss couple it. a couple eh catching on streaming and we have a definite miss. miss. Alright, cool. Yeah. Uh so yeah, um because we have so many thoughts, there's not a whole lot of movie news, uh but just your no, little just uh real quick bits. on the bits. Uh real quick, uh Star Wars uh passed five hundred million dollars worldwide in one week. Yep. Which we kind of addressed, but just with a little just to put a number on it. Yep. Um the Disney deal uh, to purchase 21st Century Fox and all its uh, entertainment uh, kit and caboodle. Uh, Disney said they're going to do it. They released a press, re- a press release. As far as we know, it's gone, a done deal. However, the SEC still has to check it out, make mm-hmm. sure that it doesn't break any laws. So stay tuned. I'm sure we'll hear more about that when it hits. And then, uh, yeah, that's it for movies. Um, also, there's a couple trailers out. Okay. Uh, the main one being Ocean's Eight, that all female right, yes. uh, heist movie. I was talking to my dad about this the other day. Yes, that is out. I was trying to convince him that this was a good idea. <laughs> the trailer. The trailer. He's not on board. Why? We can watch the trailer. I told uh, I told him that there probably be a trailer soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, the first trailer for Sicario Two, Sol- uh, Soldado, uh, is out. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, they made a sequel to Sicario. What's, what's that? <laughs> that was a film that came out. Starring star, so. Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro. Oh, okay. About Mexican drug. More Benicio Del Toro. Yes. Fucker these days. And lastly, because of the success of The Disaster Artist, yes. cult hit The Room will get a limited wide... Right. Uh, well, I did see that. A, yeah. It will get a wide release, but only for like two weeks. <laughs> Probably all you need. Yep. <laughs> Which is... Both cool and bad because <laughs> um, the disaster artist hasn't really made a whole lot of money. No, yeah. only made like thirty billion so far. They'll make more. Yeah, and lastly, in the movie news, that Andy Circus Jungle Book movie officially getting retitled. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was supposed to be Jungle Book colon Origins will now be <laughs> called. Mowgli. I think it's a better name for that movie. Oh, yeah. I think it's a different shape from the John Favreau. Jungle Book is probably smart for them. So, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. All right, let's move on to television. We always start television with sports. So tell me, you have down here the Winter Classic and Christmas Games. What do we have uh, coming oh, yeah. towards us this weekend? Christmas weekend. Yep. So, Christmas weekend. Yeah, we should mention this is our last podcast before Christmas. Oh, yeah. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody out there. Yeah. Yep. So Winter Classic is uh, the game that's played outdoors. It's hockey outdoors. Hockey outside? What? Yep. You're kidding. Uh, this will actually said be on January 1st. It said, uh, look at City Field, New York. Uh, that is the home of the Mets. Okay. Where in the New York Rangers will play the Blue Jackets. Alrighty, and they'll be wearing some blue jackets because it'll be cold outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Christmas then, games, I'm assuming you're talking about football. Yes, these are football Christmas games. Um, 
several uh, teams always play on Christmas Day. Right. So, uh, because I, America. Yep. <laughs> uh, which means you'll get several uh, Monday, Monday, not Monday night games, but Monday games. Monday games. Yep. Uh, that's actually why we had uh, games on Saturday this past right. weekend. So, uh, on Monday, you will get um, two games, actually. Steelers versus Texans and Raiders versus Eagles. Okay. Um, yeah. Raiders, Raiders Eagles sounds good. Yep. I'd watch that. Uh, tough, I mean, tough break for the Eagle. I mean, for the uh, Raiders this past weekend. Uh, yeah. As Derek Carr fumbled into the end zone, <laughs> issuing a ruling where they automatically lose the game. Yeah, not good. Uh, also, the um, Patriots narrowly beat the Steelers in also a ruling that no one should ever beat Tom Brady. <laughs> Except for Miami, apparently. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> but we will also get a couple Saturday games this week, okay. including Colts versus Ravens and Vikings versus Packers. All right. Well, speaking of football, starting in 2018, yep. you'll be able to stream NFL Sunday Night Football through your phone. Yes, normally this deal is done through Verizon. And it won't be exclusive but, anymore. Yep, they're uh, going to drop that exclusivity. And just uh, through NBC's streaming app. Okay. You can uh, get you can just watch a Sunday night game specifically. Okay. Right, because the, the, the Monday night stuff is still tied in ESPN. Yes. And speaking of ESPN, there's a little bit of shakeup. Oh, yeah, so let's get players. into ESPN shakeup here. President John Skipper has resigned uh, and co-chairman uh, as as ESPN president and co-chairman of the Disney Media Networks as of Monday of this week. George Bodenheimer, uh, the president from 1998 from 20, uh, to 2011, will take over as acting chairman of the company until right, uh, Iger finds a replacement for him. Yes, that's uh, ESPN president, not yes. just any president. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not the actual president. That would be... Very strange. Um, Would it at this point? Mr. Skipper. Mr. Skipper. Mr. Skipper. uh, Said in a statement, I have struggled for many years with a substance addiction. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, I've decided the most important thing I can do right now is take care of my problem. Uh, He was installed as president in January of 2012 and will leave on January of 2018. Yes. Pretty long tenure. Six years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, definitely. Uh, take care of that. Also, I find it I find it very ironic that his name was Skipper. Skipper. Yes, uh, seeing as that is an MLB term for the manager. <laughs> <laughs> He's the skipper of all the skippers. Yes. All right, moving on to NBC and some sitcom news that somebody in the, on this couch will find interesting. It's this one. Sorry, not 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 for the point. I'm pointing to Malia. British here. sitcom, the IT crowd. It crowd is getting another, yet another possible American version, with original series creator Graham Linehan set to write and executive produce a reimagining of the show. Patrick Daly and John Rolfe will also executive produce. The first original series ran for four seasons, and uh, with an extra mile finale special in twenty thirteen. Yes, that that's twenty thirteen. The last time the the It crowd, the IT. But here's crowd. the kicker. And this is what I was saying, by the way, earlier. Yes. Again. Oh, yeah. This is, this is your again. This is not the first. This is not even the second. This will be the third time yes. that NBC has tried to create an American version of the show. Yes. Uh, they succeeded 
in quotes, once, and actually aired a pilot that of featured an Joel McHale. IT crowd starring Joel, Joel McHale, McHale, and it was absolute terror. Well, it was like, tra- uh, yes, it was starring Joel, Joel McHale, and they also brought over the, um, uh, not Chris O'Dowd, the other the guy. Other dude. Uh, yeah. John Ike, Eichhardt, what's his name? The curly haired dude. What's his name? <laughs> the the, the no black names. guy. I'm really bad with proper nouns. Don't ask me. We were talking about Star Wars. I couldn't think of the. I just watched the movie and I couldn't think of the names of the main characters. But yeah, I don't know. I don't Come know, on. Man. I, I don't know if this if this hasn't worked before. I don't know how they're gonna make this work. Again. I'm not. A, I feel like it's a very British show. I'm not it a big a fan of of uh. The Americans trying to do <laughs> British comedy. Or yeah. British anything that, that requires like yeah. some sense of like like the IT crowd. IT crowd is very very British humor. Yeah, yeah. Well, the one show that did make it was The Office. Yes, but they basically had to but reinvent the, it to make it work. They reinvented it, and <laughs> The Office didn't make it in Britain. They yeah. lasted a season right. in yes. Britain because Britain didn't like it. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no yes. but yeah, the thing about the American Office is that they basically completely redid that show. It was it, it, like the the show ended up being completely different than the British original. So that's why it succeeded, is because they did its own they did their own thing. Now if they do that here, then maybe. But I don't know. It's such a strange thing to try this again after they've already tried it so many yeah, times. There's yeah, I'm not a I'm just not a big fan of yeah. So I I'm kind of hesitant. Yeah. You think you'd think I I'd would be, be excited as well. But even if they brought it back, I'd be kind of hesitant. Yeah. Well, speaking of NBC and speaking of The Office, in fact, there's a reason I brought it up. NBC will oh, <laughs> bringing things up. Bringing again. back The Office, a reboot that will potentially feature new and old characters. The series is set for a 2018-2019 premiere. No word on who's coming back, but chances are this is going to happen because this is also the same NBC that just brought back Will and Grace. It's also the same NBC that had well, that was ABC, I guess, that yeah. had brought back Scrubs for a season. So yeah, it's like they're so desperate right now; they'd totally do it. I don't know why. I feel like it's only like just a few years ago that that it went off the air. Yeah, like. If we haven't lived too like long in a world without The Office, so it'd be insane if it came back this quickly. But we'll see. All right, moving on to if, if, okay. But if they had to bring it back, which they will, uh, what character would you want to see back? Uh, well, I mean, you have to bring Steve Carell back, right? Or else there's no show. Because that was everybody. Everybody hated the season without him. Did they? Yeah. That, well, Don't look at me. I didn't watch. I didn't the watch office. The Office either. This is just what I've gotten. Did they? Getting. Yes, apparently they did. Uh, from what I gather from people who watch The Office religiously. It's but, Steve Carell and it's... But still went uh, up for three seasons after Steve Carell left. I know. They didn't like him. Did not they don't like him. They still went like up he, for three seasons. I feel like he's that show. Just like Ricky Gervais' character in The British Office is that show, I think that Steve Carell's character is that show. But are you going to be able to get Steve Carell? Back. What I'm saying is I think you have to, otherwise you're wasting your time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Anyway. Moving on to the Globes, we yeah. are steadily, steadily approaching in early January. Yep. Uh, both TV and movies are getting ready. 
And uh, the women specifically are getting ready with their black dresses uh, as there will be a new movement, a symbol of protest against harassment in Hollywood. The actresses that are in solidarity with this movement will all be wearing black. Um, are so they mourning something? Look for that on the red carpet. On oh. the 7th when the awards happen. So little black dresses? Come on, Mike. LBDs? Come on, Mike. What? <laughs> What? I mean, it's cool to see uh, such solidarity. You genuinely not know what the fuck is going on? With what? <laughs> I'm gonna smack LBDs? It's, okay, anyways. Moving on. Uh, it, 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 I, I'm glad to see solidarity, um, but of course, um, you know, wearing dresses is one thing. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that also, if they can, that they actually give to organizations that are working with the victims of abuse. That would be also really cool. Okay, uh, thanks, Bob. Anyway, yeah. next. <laughs> yeah, there's not much more to go off, off yeah. out, outside of this. Um, you know, normally they, people wear like pins or like bracelets or yeah. So this is uh, this is an interesting way of doing that. Yeah, the same idea. Because everyone's going to be talking about their dresses. I don't like this though. It's not a great way of doing it. There's better ways. Wait, wait you guys actually don't like it? So I'm just I'm saying my argument is that it's not enough. Okay. It's like no, put, put, put like money towards organizations. Put like there's this, there's things that you can do that isn't just wearing a dress. Well, and for me, it's if you if you don't get the memo and don't wear a black dress, <laughs> or you yeah. wear some choose to wear something yes. other than a black dress, you the odd one out. are the odd person out, and, and you're shouting. That you are not with everybody and else. And the media will go crazy over you. And that is that is not scary. fair that you, you... They've created this this basic situation where, like, you can become a pariah for, for not wearing the correct yeah. color. It's not great. Uh, it's not a great solution to a problem, is, I guess. No, I am currently wearing black in solidarity. But or maybe, maybe no. they just not... <laughs> They, they didn't think about that part. Or no. maybe they just won't do that. You know, that might not become a problem. Uh, but I can yeah, foresee I can that, that that being a thing. Problem. Yeah. But we'll see what That's happens. That's why I don't like it. I, yeah. I think otherwise, the idea of showing solidarity yeah. in some way. Solidarity is always good. Nice idea. There's a reason why people wear pens. And something you know? going, hey, we should do something bigger than a pen. Yeah. Okay, I understand that too. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. let's move on to the bits. Okay, let's real quickly. Yes. To, 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 spill, spill me your bits. Uh, yeah, McKellen wants to reprise his role as Gandalf for Amazon's Lord of the Rings TV series. So, give him a call. Amazon. It's not often you get a freaking sir to want to be in your show. <laughs> I know. Plus, you know, Gandalf's like the one, like, the guy who for both Peter Jackson films. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, how old is he, by the way? I hope they do it. How old is he? Uh, Ian McKellen? I don't know. Yeah. 70-something. He's up there. Gotta be 70-something. Yeah. Moving on to cancellations and renewals. That's literally it for the bits. Uh, that's all I put for the bits? That's all you put for the bits. I think I can find other stuff for the bits. So, we're moving on to cancellations and renewals. Right. Our favorite part of the show. Right. Yeah, maybe I thought the that bit. there was nothing else... Like, I was trying to find other stuff, but yeah. I like, I couldn't find 
noteworthy stuff. HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm will return again, again, for a tenth season. Uh, that's ten. Ten seasons. Netflix's Frontier will get a season three. Netflix's Love, the series Love, will get a third season. Uh, which will be its last, I'm guessing, is what you mean by finale? Yes. The third season will be the last season. So it will be its last season. It will end in March. So uh, check that out. I never watched season two, as I explained to Leo over this past weekend. Oh. Nor do I plan on it. Really? Uh, yeah. I have, all up. I have baggage with that show. Oh, I thought you were all up about that show. It was great. He, he, he was I have baggage about he it. He has baggage. Oh. I, it, uh, it's great. There's just that's no comment about the quality of the show. The show does exactly what it's trying to do very yeah, well. It's a good I personally cannot watch that show anymore. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Okay. Dirk Gently's holistic detective agency on BBC has been canceled after two seasons. Yep. Van Helsing on Sci-Fi has been renewed for a 13 episode third season. Yep. The Goreburger Show on Comedy Central was canceled after just one season. Dark on Netflix will be renewed for a second season. How many times can I say season in this segment? Actually, that's it, because that's it for the cancellations and renewals. Uh, that was the other part about the bits, actually. <laughs> Going back to that Comedy Central Goreburger Show, yeah. uh, that was actually a show featuring uh, T.J. Miller. That's fake. <laughs> yes, yes that's a show featuring T.J. Miller. T.J. Uh, Miller is currently under sexual uh, misconduct. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that's uh, also why that show. You think canceled. this is why the real reason why he bailed on Silicon Valley? Prob no, because he left before all that I came out. When we talked about that, there was like, "This is weird. Why is he leaving the show?" Kind of thing. Yeah, well, he said that he wanted to leave, but I think like. Now maybe like staff or coworkers maybe. like didn't want yeah, him. There may have been some pressure with it. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they got pressured from like the the crew to to maybe not have him on there anymore. But yeah, I mean now like now that's coming out, like you start to think, you start to wonder. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right, anyways, and moving on into our uh, deaths. Uh, yes, deaths. Now that we're in a very dark place, let's continue in the dark place with our deaths. First, we have Keely Smith, uh, 89, is an American singer known for I've Got You Under My Skin, won a Grammy in 1959. Yes, you know, I that, love that, that, song. that Simpsons parody. <laughs> I've Got You Under My Skin. Yeah. <laughs> sure, okay. did that. that's, that's the reference. Yes. I, I like. <laughs> I like her song. version better. Oh, yeah. Her version is way better than mine. All right. Uh, also, Ralph Carney, age 61, was an American saxophonist and composer. You might recognize that last name, Carney, as he is uncle of Patrick Carney, a member of the Black Keys. The two also collaborated on the theme song to Go Jack Horseman. So he, uh, 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 Ralph Carney is the one with that wicked sax solo that ends the theme. So every time uh, you will hear that, just remember the, the remember Ralph Carney. Um, also, don't hit skip intro. Yeah. Or do next time. We'll listen to the listen to the theme song yep. just for for Ralph. Next, Rob Glidden, age seventy three, uh, was a drag racer. Yes, with cars. That's cars. That's cars. Not a RuPaul's not drag not a RuPaul racer. It's a very different kind of drag racer. Uh, Bob Givens, age ninety nine, the designer of Bugs Bunny. 
Yes. So not, of course, the not famous the people who animated him, That's but the designer, the original uh, person who drew the first Bugs Bunny, yes. you could say. And then someone gave him a voice. Very cool. Whoever that might be. Not blind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> Heather North, uh, age 71, was the voice of Daphne in the original Scooby-Doo. Yep. Uh, Vikings have to be Yeah, so. Alright, well there's your deaths. Yep. Moving on to music. To music. First, of course, is Billboard. We have our Hot 100, which is our singles list. All the singles list. You're all the singles list. In fact, Beyonce <laughs> is involved in our singles list. Yeah, yeah, she is. Number one is still perfect by Ed Sheeran, but specifically the version with Beyonce on it. Yes, uh, as we know, there's two versions. Mm-hmm. One of them sucks, the other one. Has Beyonce on it, and the rest of them. And the rest of them. It's good. I like that a lot. The rest of the, your top five has not changed since last week. So number two is Rockstar Post Malone featuring Twenty One Savage. Number three, Havana Camila Cabello featuring. Wait, was it number one? Number four, Gucci Gang, Real Pop, and five, Thunder, Imagine Dragons. Yes, so, so, so this list had number changed. one last week as well. So it this did list not has not changed. Change a bit. Moving on yeah. to your albums list. Alright, where's Pentapodis this week? Yeah. As we get closer to Christmas. Number one, debuting at number one this week, What Makes You Country by Luke Bryan, which you'll all oh, we'll talk about, about that. a little later. <laughs> number two, Reputation by Taylor Swift. Number three, Divide by Ed Sheeran. Number four, Pentatonix. There it with is. Pentatonix <laughs> Christmas. And number five, Quality Control, colon, Control the street Streets, comma, Volume One. By who? Various artists. Oh, my I favorite band. I love various artists. Various artists. They're so good. Yep. Their discographies have all over the place, though. Yeah. They're really inconsistent. I don't know. It's one of those bands where <laughs> some of the stuff you like, some of yeah. the stuff you don't. You never know. Other what you're stuff get. you wonder why they made it in the first place. You never know. Sometimes what you're they get with various artists. We had a new releases this week. It's a slow week. There's only one new release this week. Just one. Gucci Mane. Uh, new album, El Gato, The Human Glacier. Yes. This is a great name. El Gato. El Gato, The Human Glacier. Yes, there will, uh, that will be the, your new release this week. Yep. There will be two albums dropping next week, end of the year, and then that's it. That's uh, it. As January 1st will be Monday, meaning come that Monday, we're going to have like 20 new, <laughs> <laughs> new yeah. albums uh, or who, something. Who will not be dropping a new album, though, in the year 2017? Is Led Zeppelin. But they're in the news again. Oh, no, no. They're going to be dropping an album. Or are they? Or are or they? Or are they? new material, I should have said. Uh, or is it? Or is it? 50th anniversary, 50 straight years of Led, getting the Led out. Yep. Jimmy Page says that previously unreleased material will see the light of day in 2018. Which is weird, because I thought they stopped making music. Well, they did. But what that means is archival stuff. He says, quote, all manner of surprises come around. So yeah, there have already been reissues in the past with bonus unreleased tracks. Yes. It's not clear whether these songs will be mastered onto a single album or will just be demos, outtakes, live recordings. I bet it will be the latter. Usually when artists do this, especially this late in their career, it's usually just like, I don't know, we've dug up some archive demos. Here's some Here, demos. take some of this stuff. Here's some stuff that we were working on. Yeah. Some of it was going to be put on an album. But we couldn't figure out what album to put it on, right. or we never finished the song. Oh, here's an alternative version of this song that you know and love. Yeah. That's rough because we didn't master it. That kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, that's probably what this is. So, basically, if you're a big Led Zeppelin fan and not just fans of their shirts... 
There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you can pretty much say that to like a lot of ants. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you know why out. there's a prism on your shirt? Do you know? Yes, I like science. Uh, <laughs> Nirvana, what's that? Uh, I like Buddhism too. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not into Hindu. I'm Christian. What was that a few years ago? Like, there's a Twitter joke about like a teenage girl saw a Nirvana shirt and was like, oh yeah, that's my favorite t shirt brand. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Why, why, why have you forsaken me? You know me? who probably also has some pretty cool shirts? The Insane Clown Posse. The ISPs? ICP. ICP. ISP. <laughs> yeah. They're internet service providers. Yep, that's, yep. that's who I've referenced. Um, yes, uh, get your Fago ready. Insane Clown Posse is in the news. They've lost a legal fight with the FBI over the Juggalos, their fans, yes. being called a gang. Yeah. I saw this. This yes. is hilarious. The FBI <laughs> refers to Juggalos as a gang. Yes. As an organized gang. Yes, which is funny how they define organized gangs. So yeah, anyway, so yeah, the appeals court shot down their bid to uh, try to legitimize the Juggalos and get their their fans taken off of the government list. They said, quote, in the Juggalo subset, many Juggalo subsets exhibit gang-like behavior and engage in criminal activity and violence. And so they said, no way. Yeah. I think this is unfair. Oh, this is totally Juggalos unfair. Juggalos are fine. Yes. Juggalos are, of course, you know, crazy. They may wreck your car. They, they but may, they may start mosh Which is illegal. Do you realize, like, what? <laughs> they may they may pour fago on your on your like, I don't know. Well, as long as they just lick it by anything. Fago's all right. It's fine. It's, it's basically just like sparkling soda. Yeah. It's fine. It's like there's a like great fago's all right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think yeah, they're being a little unfair. I don't think they're a game. No, I mean, they are Have you very outspoken. Not personally. No, but they are very outspoken. <laughs> they have, like, being either of you, do you know a juggalo at Not all? Not personally. Like I said. Either of you. No. I don't know any personal juggalos. Like, you just don't even know what you're talking about. Juggalo. That it's being said, there's hilarious. quality people on both sides of this thing. <laughs> All sides. All sides. Yeah, and until we know the facts... <laughs> they seem fine, is what I'm saying, from my third-person perspective. Yeah, for the most part, they're really, like, yeah. they they don't... It's not like they're gonna go rob a bank. No. They're not organized right. in any that's, way, That's what I'm saying. Is that yeah. yeah. They'll do dumb stuff, sure. They're, they're more they're like self-destructive... I'm gonna do drugs and yeah. puke and party and drink a and lot drink of fago and <laughs> do yeah shine lights in people's eyes while they're driving yeah. and like smack my head into glass. Well, no, Stupid the, shit that is really really destructive. Yes, but the the key here is that gang organized. These people sound very disorganized in like their life, so how can they be very organized in terms of this? Because it's a life. They're, they're. It's a whole lifestyle set. Like they they build a and lifestyle set based on this music, which is how they create games. <laughs> like they, that's a whole like. So you agree that it should be labeled a game? 
I mean, yeah, that's it, they they label themselves as a as a gang. Like if if you're, you're there's gonna... a difference between labeling yourself as a gang. Like the freaking little rascals are our gang. Like that's different from being on a government list of criminal organizations. Yeah. That's, I think, the argument that I'm making. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from. That seems they're very extreme. A freaking, they're not, shouldn't be blacklisted. Okay. Just because so they like So where's the line? It's in the sand. <laughs> no, we're, we're... But well, we're, you said it yourself. They wouldn't let, rob a bank. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean... <laughs> when they're in prison, you can drop them a line, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I might have at some point. Um, call, call the juggalo. <laughs> yeah. Call a juggalo. <laughs> That are juggalos. Okay, we need to move on. <laughs> we need so, to stop talking about juggalos. We need to move on. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Too much juggalo talk. All right, moving on, man. Do the title of this episode. You have to include juggalos somehow. It was. A, it was a. Yeah, it was a party face. Of my life. There was a lot of yeah. Speaking of a party face. Speaking of uh, anything but that. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, here's, here's a palate cleanser, guys. Remember the Harlem Shake? Yeah, that was a party face for mine. That was your party face? Yeah. So some oh, people go you. party with Joe Lowe, some people party with the Harlem Shake. Yes. I, I did know, both. That 2012 I party meme. a lot when I party. Wait, was here's that 2012? Here's a question. 2012 meme, right? Yeah. That sounds about right. I don't know. When did LeBron win the trophy? That's all I remember from it. That sounds right. But yes, yeah, so the guy <laughs> responsible for the Harlem Shake. Bauer, Bar, Bar, is uh, taking the fight, taking a fight, I guess, yes. to the FCC and its chairman, Ajit Pai, everybody's favorite anti-net neutrality dork. Yep. Um, he recently, Bauer, uh, upda- uploaded a rather obnoxious no, video. No, 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 uh, Ajit Pai uploaded. Oh, Ajit Pai. Yes. Uploaded. Wrong he. <laughs> yeah, you didn't clarify yeah uh so yes that's uh, what i'm clarifying now our, our so, favorite our favorite so, neutrality hater ajit uploaded a video on the internet uh saying all the things you still do with the internet uh which he calls restoring internet freedom apparently the video uses harlem shake in it bauer is taking action he says quote my team and i are currently exploring every single avenue available to get it taken down I support net neutrality, like the vast majority of this country, and I'm appalled to be associated with its repeal in any way. Yes. Other have songs? You, have you seen the video? No, that's that terrible. terrible. The video is terrible. Uh, other songs used in uh, Ajit's video include the Star Wars theme and the theme to Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> so he's just going to make all sorts of enemies, isn't he? Oh, yeah. This is going to be fun to watch. I mean, if he hasn't already offended the internet, he's basically just offending the internet right now. Seriously. Yep. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about the net neutrality stuff, even though uh, the, the uh, stuff we, got passed. We talked about, talked about it about last week. week. Uh, hopefully it won't mean anything um, uh, drastic anytime soon, or else we may not be able to do this podcast. But we'll yes. find that out when that when we come to it, won't we? Yes. Oh, um, uh, offshooting off of this... Um, Beginning in 2018, several ISPs have re- already released their, quote, updated internet packages. Yeah. Um, these include uh, Cox, Time Warner, and Spectrum. Well, I guess Time Warner is Spectrum. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, 
they've re- released ahead of time their updated ISP uh, pricing points. All right. And determining how well, I guess you could say, that goes, others may follow suit. All right. Well, I have already been contacted by our internet service provider uh-huh. about our package. Okay. To which I responded, "All I want is the ultimate internet at the cheapest price. Yeah. I do not care about bundling." Yeah. To which they really responded, "Okay, have a good day." <laughs> okay, it's a good sign so far. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, who knows what they'll change and what they'll try to yeah do. for us we don't need uh cable or a phone no we just need internet yeah that's all we ask yep and that's all i ask for all we need moving on yes, uh, moving on the internet of course is an institution but another uh, institution that's existed since the 1960s and is music related is rolling stone magazine not rolling stone magazine not uh, to be confused with the rolling stones no they're different things uh, so PMC has closed a $100 million deal with Rolling Stone founder and owner-operator Jan Wenner, and in the process acquires a majority interest in the magazine, uh, the, the company being publisher of Wenner Media. The company he yes. Owns. Uh, so he founded the magazine in 1967 with a $7,500 loan from family members. If you want to know more about the man and the magazine, uh, HBO actually has a really fascinating documentary, a two-parter documentary right now about the um, about the origins and kind of first years of Rolling Stone magazine. I actually watched the first pack, uh, part, and it's very, very good. So check that out if you're at all interested in the magazine and kind of its history. What's it called? It's called Rolling Stone uh, Stories from the Edge, I think. Okay. Uh, so check that out. Um, I have yet to watch the second Oh, part. is that what that is? That's what that is. Okay, see, I, I saw that. I thought that was about the Rolling Stones. No, that's about the Met magazine. Okay. Yeah. But it does talk about the Rolling Stones in it. All right. And a lot about John Lennon for some reason. It's weirdly obsessed with John Lennon. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah, check that out if that uh, era of rock history is interesting to you or the magazine. Well, the magazine's interesting. Like, anyway, The fact that it's still around. It's still it's like still a major publication. But anyways, the plan is to continue the magazine, of course. Um, yes. As a consumer publication, Winner will still be involved and will take the role of editorial director. Uh, they will be investing heavily to exploit the iconic brand name and broaden its footprint into the business-to-business sector, as well as building up a strong digital platform. It all sounds like hokum, but what that basically means is they're going to do more web stuff. Uh, Rolling Stone will now be under the same parent company as Deadline Hollywood, Variety, WWD, IndieWire, and The Rob Report. Yes. Um, hopefully this is uh, Kenny Chesney's chance to get on the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> you were just talking about I know we were. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Chesney references Rolling Stone in a magazine. Or no, in a song that he has. Yes. And I looked it up and he's never been on the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> yes. Maybe now he will be. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows. Alright, speaking of music and... You have some thoughts. Oh yes, I have some thoughts on this. You listened to two, two, two albums this week. Yes. So let's get to the first one because uh, it's very simple to talk about, <laughs> and that is, of course, Eminem's new album, Ugh, uh, Revival. Well, surprise! I listened to it too. Uh. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. You do your take. All right. I'm really so, curious. Revival is supposed to be the third in a trilogy of albums Eminem put out. Uh, the first two he put out back in 2011, 2010. 
and 2012 being that of Recovery and Relapse, which were both critically and uh, commercially well-received. It's been a while, <laughs> five years, you can say, it's been a while. Since, um, since those albums came out, and Eminem has changed his tone. Uh, well, he? no. <laughs> he hasn't changed his tone. Not it's really. just that he's gotten more angry with the world, I guess is the <laughs> way you could say it. Sure. Wait, what? He gets very political. Uh, yeah, there are some political songs on there. Uh, not just uh, political songs, but there just very... songs, plural. Yeah, very angry songs about everyone. Yeah, yeah. he's pissed. He's, I mean, he's not always been pissed. But this is like, like, super pissed. He's getting into but old I, man pissed. Yes, yes, that's a good analogy of that. That should, yeah. I was yes. going to wait to say this, uh, but yeah. This is Eminem's official I'm an old man record. Yeah. This is like Jay-Z's, uh, 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 uh what was Jay-Z's transition album? Was it, um, the Blueprint 3? <laughs> oh, no, I like Blueprint 3. It was the one after that. Yeah, I think you're right. The one after, after Blueprint 3. Right. Yes. after that was. It's, it's, I'm it, officially an old man. Yes, album. it was after Blueprint 3, but before the throne. Right, yeah. Before we watched the throne. Yes. That's what it was. It wasn't Magna Carta yet, because that, no, that was after. a different way. Yeah, that was, and that was after the throne, too. Yeah. Anyways. Was it the, the, the Black Album? I no, baby. That before, no, that was before Blueprint 3. No. God, I don't know anything about Jay-Z. Okay, let's keep talking Jay- about it. Because, <laughs> because Jay-Z's not on Spotify, I don't know his album yeah, anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't have, no one has title. What were you going to say? Um, yeah. Uh, American Gangster. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did that one. He did that. Um... But yeah, uh, this uh, album does not follow the previous two no. uh, in any way. It's very much its own thing. Basically, if you like the that Eminem like Trump diss he did on the BET Awards, <laughs> then you'll like this album. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah, my my takeaway with this thing is that yes, it does seem like he's gotten. And all of a sudden, interest in our political uh, future as a country, which you know, all power to him. You yeah. know, I'm glad. I'm glad that he feels like he yeah. needs to. There's uh, nothing wrong with say him. something with his pedestal. Right. There's, there's nothing wrong with him saying platform this. he has because he does have a platform. And in a way, this is a good thing because it means that he's potentially speaking to an audience that may need to hear this. I feel like there's probably large swaths of Eminem's audience that um, may not necessarily agree with his political statements on this album. And I think that maybe it's a good thing for Eminem to be like, nah, guys, let, listen to me for a second. Let's, let's talk about Let's rap about this for a second. I mean, turn the chair around. Let's, let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about our state of, of our union here. But the problem with it is he just sounds so tired. This oh, it does. He sounds exhausted. And, and he tries to do the Eminem flow, and it just doesn't work anymore. No. It's like the tricks that he had up his sleeve have just exhausted at this point. It, it reminded me of uh, can Eminem exist <laughs> in this Bodak Yellow Cardi B world? Freaking how can no no the best best version of this is how can Eminem exist when Kendrick Lamar exists? Yes, like it's funny because they're the uh, they were ostensibly on the same label briefly. They're apparently friends, too. Okay. And he's just eaten his lunch. Okay, Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. 
because like it's just Eminem just looks yes. just looks and feels so old now in comparison to Kendrick, who is young. He's got the youth, you know. Uh, he's got which is mes- messages that matter. He's saying things, which is funny because you could have said that thing, same thing about Eminem fifteen years ago. You could have, but also even then, like you could still say that they're different enough in style. Yeah, like. Oh no, the style's different, but Kendrick's the messages are so relative. much based on shock value yeah. as Eminem's was and still is. In fact, yeah, like freaking Eminem, you're in your forties. You do not need a yet another joke about sexual assault, especially in 2017, in your freaking album. Yep. He needs to go over these crutches that he has. Um, it's just yeah, I was very disappointed. I mean, I thought uh, the last one was even worse though. The uh, Marshall Mathers LP two yeah. is such a bad thing. Oh, well, the, the Marshall Mathers album and yeah. the this like trilogy of albums are two separate M and M's. They're very they're. But if anything, it tells you that both of those M and M's are kind of done. Yeah, and I don't know how he's going to turn this around. I mean, this still will probably sell Gangbusters. It'll still be your number one album next next week. I bet money on that because he was the best-selling al- uh, artist of the 2000s yep. like people freaking lap up everything Eminem does yeah. and that won't stop but he really needs to think about his place right now in the pantheon because yeah that's the one thing yeah. i got out of this album was losing it where does Eminem <laughs> he's gonna lose himself gonna lose himself <laughs> that's a good way to end that <laughs> that's a good way to end that right there oh man we'll always have eight mile yes <laughs> Anyways, <sighs> moving on. Moving on. Uh, to our num- speaking of number one albums. You have another album you listen to, right? Yes. It's not done. We're not done with music. Yeah. You no. have one more. Yes, I listened to the number one album of the week this year. Two first names. Mr. Luke Bryan and his, uh, what's it called? Country Road? Uh, <laughs> what happened on here? Uh, you didn't write it down. You said Luke Bryan. Well, yeah. Luke Bryan's new uh, album. It is. What makes you country? What makes you country? They're all super generic. It is. Yes. <laughs> Which is actually very fitting for this album. So, uh, It is super generic. So is this a return to kind of like a kind of more a country-er sound for Luke Bryan? Because I know that's the way he started. And then he kind of pivoted to, to a kind of a... Uh, a more uh, rock, rock, sound. rock pop sound, yeah. Is this him returning to form? This is definitely him returning to form. Okay. Um, he's, he's leaving Jason Aldean behind? Is that what you're saying? He's pivoting away from him. Okay. He's, he's, he's pivoting away. Yes. Uh, this is very much a soulful okay. um, Luke Bryan album. Uh, there is no real like wait, heavy rock. Wait, I got a joke that you'll appreciate. Okay. Does he strip it down? That, That's Luke Bryan, right? That's Jason Aldean. Damn it! <laughs> I thought it was so smart. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I tried. You didn't admit I tried. I know. All right. What were you going to say? Uh, but yeah, this is a very soulful uh, Luke <laughs> Bryan. Okay. Um, de- definitely there is no like big bangers in this thing. There is no like big like country girl. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, no big country girl shake it for me song. Oh, Nothing that, that, that guy. Okay. There is no like crank... No, there's no crank it up. There's no um, there's no song where like yes, crank up the volume. Like this is like it's not a summer album. Summer album, yeah. It's not a Kenny Chesney. It's just funny album. because there is a uh, there is a song yeah. titled uh, summer, Sun- summer Hit or something. Summer Jam, Sunset, Sunburn, and Suntan. That sounds like a country song. 
or something like that. Like, like, like Sunset, Sunburn, and Summertime. I 100% believe you that that is a country song. That is that's song on this album. Oh, dear. <laughs> but it's not a banger. Like, you'd think it would be. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a thing. <laughs> okay, so it's a little bit more... It's, uh, it's less rock, less... Le- less rock, more country. Less I'm going to listen to this on a, at, a, at a beach party. More I'm going to listen to this at home. Yeah. On well, the farm. Or maybe while driving. Yeah, more road... This is more road like, trip this, song? Yeah, it's a road trip album. album. Road trip album? This is a road trip album, not a we're going to a concert, we're going out album. Okay, good. Okay. But, which is good. It sounds alright, it's, it's It's actually... Most of the songs are really good. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's... Like I said, it's not like the... The big grandiose stuff, yeah. But the stuff that is there is really well done. Okay. Um, I can never see a couple hits off this thing, off this album. Uh, I was actually supposed to see him in concert perform this. Right, but album. he didn't. He canceled your appearance. Yes, he canceled that appearance. Right. Um, in order to do American Idol stuff. Right. So I actually expect him to open up with a couple of these songs too. Okay. I can see him promoting that with, along with American Idol. Cool. All right. Because well, that's coming back in March, I think. Good. what they said. Good to hear. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doctor liked it, too. Uh, she was happy with it. Um, mm-hmm. She's not here to talk about it. But, yeah. Luke Bryan is one of her favorite artists. Uh, I think Yum is how she described him at one point. <laughs> Sounds like a response. <laughs> All uh, Then that does it for music, then. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, basically, if you like uh, country and you like um, Luke Bryan... This is definitely an album to listen to. Uh, you could say it could be a, uh, an album of the year. You could say that. If you're in the country. If you like that kind of thing. If you like that kind of thing. Moving on to video games. Yes. PlayStation, if you have a PS4 slash 3, it is the second week of holiday sale, and some must-have games from the past year are on sale. Yes. Uh, a lot of the big hits of this past year, AAA titles on sale up to... I say up to 50%. Uh, 70. Oh, 70 because, we, because we have uh, PlayStation Plus, is up to 70%, uh, and can be as low as 10% for mm-hmm. much of the newer games, or, you know, some of that doesn't cost a lot. So, yeah, uh, move, uh, games that are up for grabs include Jackbox 4, Everybody's Golf, uh, Kingdom Hearts, the 1.5, 2.5 collection. As well as the 2.8. Okay. And Horizon Zero Dawn, Wolfenstein, and more. Uh, deals available uh, till Christmas at 8. Uh, I believe that is until Christmas. I may have misprinted that. It might be the day after Christmas, 26th. So, yeah. So, basically, you have a week. Check them out. Uh, just like last week, you had, uh, last last week we talked about it real briefly. Yeah. Uh, you have a week of these sales. Uh, you'll have a week uh, until the next sale. I think they'll do this next week uh, for the new year, week three. And then, as for after that, we have started a new year. They may not be a week four. But that being said, if you like party games, definitely pick up Jackbox. Yeah, definitely. We, we have, have been having a lot of fun with three. Uh, yes. So, yeah, four is probably just as good. So yep. Check that out. Uh, also, because Kingdom Hearts has been announced for 2018, now's a good time to get it on sale 50% yep. off. There you go. All right, moving to some sales data. In the UK, PS4 games accounted for 50% of the total games sold at retail. I'm guessing this is the calendar year. Yes. That's pretty crazy. Yes. 50% of all video games were PS4. Yep. These are retail physical sales. Yes. Nearest competitor (laughs) was the Xbox One with 31%. 
of all the games sold. Yep. They also hold the most exclusive titles in a year with 15 weeks at at the at number one um, terms. Yep. Uh, 15 weeks, a, a PlayStation yeah. exclusive game. A PlayStation exclusive game yeah. has been number one on the UK charts. That's pretty amazing. Yep. Um, um, the the longest running was Crash Bandicoot uh, with six weeks. Then on Horizon? I believe that. Uh, no, because that, no, that guy could play Zelda. Oh. Because they came out the same week. Yeah. They sure did. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, we have some sales uh, sales into mods. Nexus Mods. Yes. Uh, a fan video. site founded in 2001 now has over 10 million registered users and mod support for hundreds of games, including The Witcher 3 and Skyrim. Yes. And if now, you like PC games, you yes. know all about them. I'm sure if you've, if you've ever had a moddable game, you've probably visited this. I've definitely heard of it. Uh uh, but yes, now you can get paid for your mods. Paid mods, everybody! Everybody loves those, right? Money, money, money. Right? Uh, so yeah, the company is working on, this is a quote, uh, donation point system. Mod authors will be able to accumulate to unique file page downloads that can be redeemed for rewards through a storefront style system. So yeah, every month, Next Mods will donate a base amount between $5,000 and $10,000 from the money the site generates in ad revenue and premium account subscriptions into a central mod fund. From there, the site plans to let users contribute additional money to it, and at the end of the month, the total amount in the fund will be divided up, transferred into the equivalent amount of donation points, that's a thousand points per one dollar donated. Each modder will get the amount of donation points equivalent to their proportion of the overall number of unique downloads. And I like how Spotify plays music, music week. So yes. that seems convoluted, but hey, it could be cool if you're a, uh, a content creator. Right, it's their way of getting uh, getting uh, people to continue to do mod, yeah. but also for them to not necessarily like quit their day job and do mods full time. Yeah, um, you're definitely not going to make enough money to do this full time. That's for sure. Right, uh, several mods uh, rewards include like upgraded PC equipment, accessories, also. If you want to do cash uh, out of this, there is a way to do it through PayPal uh, deposit yeah. and Amazon gift cards. Cool. Uh, that, that's the way of doing it like a physical uh, or like a um, taxable uh, donation. Seems neat. I mean, yeah, this is interesting, especially uh, after last year's whole fiasco when uh, uh, Steam tried to pull off paid mods and everybody freaked out. Yes. And they were immediately pulled. Yep. So yeah, uh, keep uh, an eye out, Valve, because uh, if this works, then this may be viable. Right, this may be their their way of getting mods back on their side. Yeah. If this ends up being um, profitable, I guess. Guess is, so. Is, is that a way? I will because I don't profit the right word because they are donations. Speaking of Steam, I'm gonna jump to this story real quickly because I'm already talking about Steam. Oh okay. Uh, so you can skip to that one. Yep. Uh, Steam Awards. They're going to have an awards on the Steam platform. Yes. Cast your vote starting December 21st at 10 a.m. Pacific time every day until January 2nd. Find out what the winners are on January 3rd. Each day a new category of awards will be available for voting. Each category will be open for 24 hours before moving on. Some of the categories. And um, this is where it gets interesting because yeah. these categories are not your typical categories. Now, Spectrum Game of the Year kind of stuff. Yes. We have the Choice Matters Award, 
Yes. Mom's Spaghetti Award. We're yes. very curious about what that is. Uh, so, uh, real briefly, the choice matters. Is the game the game's the most choices? Okay. Or the people enjoyed the choices. What's Mom's Spaghetti? Um, the <laughs> game, uh, just like... When the vomit's on your sweater already. Yeah. The, the game that makes you, like, grit down and bear it. Okay. And, and like, gets you pumped. All right. Mom's Spaghetti. Uh, the Labor of Love Award? Uh, it's the game that you love, but not even everyone else loves. Okay. But, you know, there's definitely a fan base there. All right. The, uh, the, the, the Suspension of Disbelief Award? That's kind of self-descriptive. Oh, yeah, because sometimes yeah. video games have to be video games for video games' sake. It's true. The World is Grim Enough, Let's Just All Get Along Award? That is your happy games. Basically, a lot of your puzzlers, a lot of your relaxable games, like Abzu, I think was dominated. The No Apologies Award, which I'm guessing is the opposite of that. Yeah. So that's your Wolfenstein New Colossus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Defies Description Award. Yes. This is a game where... There's no way to describe it except you have to play it. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them was like the Stanley Parable yeah, and, yeah. and Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> I've been hearing about that thing. Yes. That's a game where I can't describe it for you because it's really weird, but you have to play it. I think it's free. It is free. Did you play it? No, because I don't have a Steam account. I'm thinking about it. Uh, you <laughs> may enjoy it, but you may also get lost and confused with it. That's kind of my vibe that I got from it. was yeah. to a podcast today where they talk about it. I was like, that sounds... Completely impenetrable. Oh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. Um, the Cry Havoc and Let's Slip the Dogs War Award. That, that's basically your Big Guns, Big Explosions Award. Okay. The Haunts My Dreams Award. That's your horror game award. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, the Soul of Vitruvius Award. Yes. Uh, uh, so that's based off the Vitruvian Man. Okay. And, yeah, basically the most humanizing game. Oh, okay. That's uh, uh, basically the uh, character award, or the um, RPG Sure. You guys even want to uh, break it down? Mm. Uh, the uh, the Whoa Dude 2.0 award. Yeah. Uh, they had the Whoa Dude last year. Uh-huh. This is just the doing it again. <laughs> and the Best Soundtrack Award. Yes. Which, yeah, uh, music games, pretty is. much. And the Even Better Than I Expected Award. Yes. Uh, my pick for that would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Except this would be Steve, and that is not a PC game. No, it is not. <laughs> but we can do that on our own awards. Yes. Uh, moving on to, uh, so that's the Steve Awards. You can vote um, yes. that, every day from yes. the 21st on, so check that out. Yes, and you have to um, log on every day in order to uh, vote, because uh, there will be a new category, as I said, every, every day. This is starting tomorrow and runs until the 1st. Uh, or sorry, the second, January second, which awards will be on January third. Alrighty, okay. Next, uh, Nintendo stuff. This will be the last bit of news. Couple yep. of Nintendo stories for yep. you. Yep. Squeeze it back in there. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> sales have topped one million dollars in Japan. Well, Switch has hit three million. No, no, units. no, no, no. That's one million units, not one million dollars. No, we don't uh, have anything there. So. Oh, sorry. Know. Yeah, that's one million, one million units. units in Japan. Switch has hit three million sales. That's a big deal in Japan because you have to consider their population is a lot smaller than ours. Right. And they're also very much a Sony uh, corporation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the PlayStation consoles have pretty much dominated the market over there for years. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it's good to see Nintendo kind of making a little bit of a comeback here. Yep. Then lastly, uh, in Nintendo, Pokemon Crystal, that would be the third version of the Gold and Silver series, Yes. is going to be coming to your 3DS in a similar fashion to Gold and Silver did. Um, on January 26th, 2018, this will be compatible with Pokemon Bank, 
So that means all you crazy people who want to literally have literally everything can uh, put these Pokemon into your bank as well. Yep. And you can battle trade via the online network just like you did in the Gold and Silver. Right. Crystal, um, in Crystal, you are able to capture rather easier all three uh, yes, legendaries. Dogs. You can get the, the dogs, dogs way easier. It's, they're all flawed events. Yes. It's also uh, notable as the first uh, Pokemon game that lets you choose your gender. Right, and also it was the first one to, to let you be a lady. Yep, and also you can uh, through a certain events of the game obtain Celebi yes. as a Pokemon. I think this is one of two games that is possible. Yes, that and uh, Emerald. I want to say. Yeah, I think Emerald is the other one. So yeah, this is cool. I might actually check this out because one, it'll probably be five bucks, and two, I never got to play Crystal. Uh, I skipped on uh, Silver and Gold when it came out for the 3DS. Yeah. I did pick up Yellow when it came out. Right. I may pick up Crystal. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I think that I might do it because, because yeah, like it seemed like it did a lot of really cool things at the time. It was the, the first one that really felt like they were trying new stuff with a third version of a Pokemon game. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how well that's aged. And I love that generation a lot, so we'll have to check that out. The Johto generation. All right, now right. do it. Uh, that it. being said, I do have a question to pose to you okay. regarding Pokemon. All right. Um, spoiler, uh, I, for those of you listening to us, I'm planning on launching uh, the Media Book Plays YouTube page okay. very shortly, uh, or beginning with the new year. Would you want to do a Nuzlocke version of Pokemon to stream <laughs> and put up for people to watch us? That is up to you. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Do you not like the Nuzlocke? I don't want to put myself through that that pain. But what if you pain? want to do it, what pain? I'll watch you do it. You'll watch me do it? Yeah, I'll, I'll join you on the stream. Okay, so you'll watch me play. Yeah. You'll, you'll be on there playing for me, but you don't want to actually... <laughs> play. No, I don't. So do everything except like actual controls then. Yeah. All right, that that can work then. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Then I was yeah, I was going to ask you that off podcast, but since we're bringing up uh, Pokemon, yeah. yeah. So um yeah uh, then that way that also gives us a platform to put on uh, other um, games as well. We can download those from Twitch and then just re upload it to YouTube. Schedule those posts. Uh, bring it up to um into sessions instead of. Long playthroughs. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Editing. 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 <laughs> yes. All right, cool. Yep. Uh, so that'll do it for the Media Well Podcast. Thanks for listening. William, did you have anything to add? You're still here. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I usually just go stay. I know. We I also talk very fast. <laughs> And yet, it, we went way over this week. Oh, no, we expected to go over. Yeah, because I mean, considering 30 minutes uh, like, of Star like, Wars talk. Yeah, 30 minutes was just Star Wars, yeah. and then another 20 of uh, reviews. So that means let's hightail it out of here. So if you like what you saw, we're back next Wednesday, every Wednesday, at 8 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. Yes, we know next week is going to be weird because it's the holidays, but we will still have a regularly scheduled version of the Media Boat Podcast. However, we do have a special gift for you. Yes. Our Christmas gift will be in audio form. We will have podcasts all week long that are our year-end recap podcast. So every day we'll bring you a special episode where we'll be recapping the events of 
of the given of the year in any given um, like section. So first, we'll start with movies. We'll then yes. go into TV on day two. We'll go into uh, music on day three, and we'll go into video games on day four. Also, to cap off those segments, we'll not only recap the events of the year, but we'll talk about our personal top fives and determine a site top five for movies, TV, uh, music, and video games in each. We'll also have posts going up on the website as well about all of this and more, so stay tuned to MediaBoatPodcast.com for all of that as well. Um, so yeah, if you want to see us live, we're on uh, YouTube uh, is our channel that is going to be on Wednesday night around 8 o'clock, just like it was tonight. You can also catch our podcast and audio form on a form on Apple Podcasts as well as any other of those podcast catchers that you may get. Um, and you can help us out with money if you'd like to on patreon.com slash mediaboat. You can donate as little as a dollar a month to help us out with content, make this even better to get stuff even faster too to one of our patrons. Uh, we're on social media at mediaboatcast is our Twitter name. Yep. Find us on Facebook. Just search Media Boat, Face, uh, Media Boat Podcast on Facebook. Yep. Uh, we also have Twitch. Twitch. Uh, uh, that's that's Media Boat. But we're gonna, it sounds like we're going to move off of that. So check that out if you want to see archive versions of video games we played in the past. Twitch.tv slash Media Boat. Oh no, we'll still do live streaming on Twitch. Okay. But we'll have, uh, uh, because Twitch only archives 14 days. Archives because Twitch only archives for 14 days. Okay. We're going to move those archives to YouTube. Because, okay. yeah, because I, I went back to try and watch um, some of the um, Horizon Zero Dawn stuff we played, and no. it wasn't there because it was over 14 days. That makes sense. And because I was like, wait, I like, wait, I will have like three videos. I was like, why. oh, because cause, like, yeah. I only did like three videos the past two weeks. Yep. Alrighty, uh, so that'll do it. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, so tune in on uh, Monday. We'll have our first episode of the uh, year in recap uh, uh, in your iPods ears. So check that out yep. on Monday. We'll see you guys in person, though, on Wednesday. Yes, uh, be sure to pay, uh, be up to date on our website or uh, hit subscribe or yep. follow on iTunes for when we do upload new stuff. Um, when that goes live. And of course... Have a happy and safe holidays. Yes. A merry, merry Christmas to you all. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Whatever you may worship. It may be our last. (laughs) We'll see. Bye. All right.